Hey, this is Pastor Matt McClure here from Takeover Church, and thank you so much for checking out today's message. We hope it encourages you. We pray it blesses you. We pray it challenges you. And if you don't know, we have service every single Sunday at 10.30 a.m., and we would love for you and yours, your family and your friends to come on out, experience church, be a part of all that God is doing through Takeover Church. But hey, we hope this blesses you. Have a great rest of your day. Wow, I don't know about you, but what an incredible moment of worship we just had. Come on, wherever you're at, just make some noise. Just give honor to our incredible worship team. We are so fortunate to have them. Wow, wow, guys, wow. That was that was something. I, ooh, mind is blown, but praise God that we were able to have worship as stellar as this right where you are. And as our incredible um, prayer team was just stating about the children who are in need, who get food, they're basically two meals before dinner. They mostly predominantly get those at school. We will be partnering with Oakdale neighbors to be assisting the families that are right in our neighborhood. So stay tuned to our Instagram, to our Facebook, to our Twitter, to our website for details on how and when to give because we are planning on being back in physical service next Sunday. But that'll be the perfect time for you to get involved in the lives of the young people and the families in our own communities. Does that sound good, church? Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Well, this morning, obviously it's different. Obviously, some things are, are going on in the world, and what we had planned uh, isn't going to proceed. But that doesn't mean that God doesn't have something else in store for you and me this morning. That's right. And so we're going to lean into the Word of God. We're not going to lean into the situation at hand. We're not going to lean into the media. We're not going to lean into a politician, but instead we're going to lean into the person of the Holy Spirit, the only one that can actually change any of these things, and we're going to see what God will do in our lives. Does that sound good? Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, this morning, if you're taking notes, I ain't got no note jokes today. It's okay. But if you're taking notes, the title of my message is this, a solid faith, a solid faith. Heck, I had two message titles. You could have called it a settled faith. But this morning, we're going to be coming out of, I believe it is Matthew 7, 24 through 27. There's no Sky Bible this morning, but uh, I trust that you have got the YouVersion Bible app on your phone or you're able to pull it up in your awesome leatherback Bibles and uh, follow along with me. So again, Matthew 7, 24 through 27 says this. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the wind blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall, because it does not do them. What? Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. Awesome. Well, we're going to pray. And then we're going to move forward. Jesus, we just thank you so much for this morning. God, in the midst of, of everything that's going on in our country and in our world today, God, we know that you are still the name above every other name. As we just got done brilliantly singing, declaring over our city, over our people, and over this nation, God. You are the name above every other name. You're the name that deserves to be on our lips in this situation and in this season more than any other name that's on our lips. God, I pray for our church, for this part of the global body of Christ, that we would be found in these days 
Not criticizing world leaders and politicians, but praising the name of Jesus. Lifting the name of Jesus on high. He is our banner. You are our healer. You are our provider. And you are the only name we are interested in this season, God. So right now as one church body, we just declare that you are seated on the throne. And we come boldly before it right now, God. We come boldly before that throne that you sit on high on right now. And we ask you for guidance in these days. We ask you for wisdom in these days. We ask you for healing in these days. We thank you so much for everything you're about to do in and through Takeover Church in these next few moments. In Jesus' mighty name, a faith-filled church said, Amen. Amen. A solid faith. So we just got done hearing the words of Jesus to his disciples and to the onlookers talking about how to build a solid faith, a faith that is built on Jesus and his word and his word alone. But how many of you guys know it's 2020? I love saying the year. It's 2020. And we got a world that is smaller than it's ever been because we're far more connected than we've ever been. And we are human beings and we are prone to make idols. And so for many of us, man, we are able to build faiths out of pretty much anything. Because I think we could all declare and, and, and be on the same understanding, the same footing this morning, no pun intended, that a faith is truly anything that begins to dictate your life. That begins to be the course of your life, the navigation system for your life, what you choose to believe in, how you choose to move, how you don't move, how you interact, how you don't interact, what you pray to, how you don't pray, what you believe in, how you don't believe. Your faith, it's, it's, it's your axis of which you spin on. And this morning, Jesus is declaring to you and to me through his word that his word is the only navigational system that is equipped, that is built, that is complete, and is rock solid enough to be our navigational system for how we are to live and proceed. And that's not just when things are sunshines and rainbows. That's not just when the marriage is good. That's not just when the relationship is great. That's not just when there's money in the bank. Show me what you crank. That's not just when things are going good, the car is not stalled out, and things look great. No, 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 no. Jesus actually speaks to this and he says, so that when things are bad, so that when things are going wrong, so that when things are happening that you cannot understand, is you cannot comprehend, if you would build your faith upon the solid rock as Jesus, how many of you know this thing is solid? It ain't going nowhere. But in moments like this, where we find ourselves in the middle of a, pandemic it's not an epidemic it's not local this thing is global this thing is nationwide this thing is statewide this is a thing that is affecting all of our lives and so now not only is it for the church for you and me the jesus followers not only is it a jesus that connects us Not only is it that social media that brings us together, social platforms, how we're able to reach the rest of the body of Christ in an easy and technological fashion. No, no, no. Now we have something known as a virus, COVID-19, that is seemingly seemingly sewing us all together and making us far more connected. But it's not out of Jesus. We're not coming around the name of Jesus. We're not coming around faith in Jesus. No, no, no. Instead... What's happening with the world so small as it is now, we are actually connecting and we are empathizing 
and we are coming around the name of a virus, and it's all out of fear. You know, I would submit to you this morning that perhaps fear is worshiping the wrong thing. I would submit to you this morning that fear is worshiping the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. That fear is worshiping a lesser thing. Mm -hmm. That fear is when you begin to take what your faith should be in, in God, and you get, begin to put your faith in something lesser than Him, something lesser than His hands that He still has you firmly planted in. I would submit to you this morning that when we begin to run to Twitter for information, when we begin to be overindulgent, Dodging in all the media and the circus that's going around us and this widespread thing has become everything on our lips and everything that we breathe for and live for and consume for right now. I would submit to you this morning that maybe our worship has gone from a solid foundation to one that is easily shaken when, when the storms of life come. You see, our God... Our God wasn't caught off guard by COVID-19. I know for weeks on end, we were going, oh, it's just in China, and it's just here, and it's just there, and it's just affecting this. And, and then for us in Michigan, we're like, oh, it's just in New York, and it's just in Florida, and it's just in LA, and all of a sudden, it's in Detroit, and we're like, what's going on? And we're surprised, and we're caught off guard, and we're like, what in the world is going on, Lord? We're asking him questions while he said, I gave you my word so long ago. Jesus spoke this to you. It's still relevant today that instead of maybe standing there wide-eyed like a deer looking in the headlights going, what is even happening right now? Maybe instead of prayer being our last resort, prayer begins to be our first response in times and seasons like this. I believe for us as a church today, this is... This is uncharted territory for the world. But for you and me, we've had a we've had a roadmap, we've had an atlas through this thing for for a long time now. Yeah. We got a word of God that Jesus declares to us, man, if we would just begin to build our homes, if we would begin to build our lives. We just got done singing it. The first song out the gate, I will build my, the auto-tune this. Don't worry about it. It's going to sound really good when it comes to your computer. We'll build my life upon your throne because it's a firm foundation. The audio team is telling me right now they won't auto-tune me. They won't help a brother out. I, I can't help you. I'm sorry that I just hurt your ears. But I will build my life upon the throne for it is a firm found but here Jesus he says the one who hears my words and does not take them to heart that does not begin to build my life upon them when you don't listen to what the word of God says when he says fear not one of the most one of the most you can fact check me on this church one of the most overstated overstated words in the Bible is fear not check it out Check that out. When Jesus says, fear not, 
And he begins right here, and he says in verse 26, And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat up against the house. And the virus came, and the media was running wild, and the right was saying this, and the left was saying that. And all these things were going on, and your mom was saying that everyone's going to do this, and everyone's going to start looting, and all these things would be crazy, and the world is going to plummet, and the economy's going to go, and all of it happens. And it begins to beat against your house, your life, your faith, your marriage, your kids, your school system, wherever you find yourself in the mix of this thing. When it comes, and it surely will, and it begins to beat against your home, are we going to be found with a home and a life and a faith that's built on the solid rock of Jesus? Or are we going to find a, that maybe our faith has been placed on the wrong things and an unsettled, shaky, rocky foundation? You see, the Word of God doesn't give. The Word of God doesn't give way. It's intended so that when a storm does come, you have a clear path to victory. It's intended that when these things strike, if you knew how many viruses, how many flus, how many national and world and global crises have happened since the word of God was spoken into existence and his word has always saw the church through, suddenly just because of COVID-19, it's not going to get a little loose-footed on you. That's right. It's not going to get a little more shaky on you. Yeah. Right now is the correct time to begin to lean into the Word of God. We're not going to draw back from church. That's why we're meeting you in your living room right now, where we're hoping that you are surrounded by friends and family, and you are just bringing them around the Word of God, and you're having church at home for this Sunday, because we're not going to draw back just because we literally have to social distances right now. We're going to be wise, because the Word of God isn't a license to be stupid. Some of us, we've lived our lives like that for a while. Oh, I could just do this and, you know, it's fine. Grace is going to cover me. No, 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 no. God, God has an order. He has a process. He has a way that he says is best for your life. And guess what? Right now in this season, there is some wisdom that you and I need to live from and operate from. And our world is saying, hey, right now, it's not good that we gather in mass assemblies right now. But that's not going to stop the church. I'm sorry, one of the other words that Jesus is referencing right here that he said was, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not stand against it. And COVID-19 may have came from the gates of hell, may have came straight out of like a bat out of hell. But how many of you know COVID-19 is not, will not, and will never be able to stop Jesus from building his church? Come yeah. on, somebody. Ooh, yeah. I want to have a settled faith. I want to have a solid faith. We didn't get into this thing together to, to crumble. No, no, no. World events, they should bring us together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They should unite the body of Christ. The body of Christ isn't in unity when we're bickering on Twitter, when we're calling each other out for whether you choose to wear a face mask or not, whether we debate the validity of whether they work or not. Like, this, this isn't what we're about. 
in a dog-eat-dog -dog world, the church needs to persevere and needs to be a step above that because God did not give us a spirit of confusion. No, 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 church. Yeah. He gave us a spirit of a power and of love and of a sound mind. In fact, right here in Timothy, 2 Timothy 1, 7, he says this, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, not of fear, the spirit of God on the inside of you, the spirit of God that raised Christ from the dead and now lives on the inside of you. It wasn't a spirit of fear. It was a spirit of a power and of a love and of a sound mind. Boom. I don't know what happened, but it's cool. We still good? Because you can edit this part. Cool, cool. So silly. You can leave that right in. That's totally fine. Church house. <laughs> But 2 Timothy, he says, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. Yes. I don't know about you, but in this season, it kind of seems like maybe some self-control is, is what is being asked of everybody. Mm -hmm. That we would control ourselves. That we would watch how we're moving and how we're not moving. But understand that self-control for the Christian in this verse means that no, 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 no. When our emotions start to get out of hand, when we start to get a little bit worried, when anxiety begins to build up, when worry begins to creep in, no, 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 we have self-control by the Spirit of God on the inside of us. How incredible is that? The Spirit of God on the inside of us, the person of the Holy Spirit, has given us the ability, a God-given ability, to have self-control. Right. That we have a spirit that's made of power. We have a spirit that's made of love. And we have a spirit that will propel us forward in self-control. He did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. We don't have to give in to fear. We don't have to get loose footing. We don't have to take a step back when the winds come against our house. We don't have to be shaken. We belong to an unshakable kingdom of God. Come on, church, right where you're at. Make some noise for King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. He's still above it all. To be honest with you, we were going into the church this Sunday and we were continuing our series, Lies from Below, and I had a whole other message prepared and and we'll get to that, and it's going to be a great word when we get there. But I believe it's A.W. Tozer that said, In a scared world, what they need is a fearless church. Mm -hmm. I think right now what they also need is a united church. Mm -hmm. I think we need a church that's willing to step up and, and not, just be the, not just be the feet of Jesus, but maybe we need to have not just washing the feet of everybody, but we need to be washing our hands right now. There's just things that we can do as a church that we can do to rise up and we can we can stop this thing both on a spiritual level and on a natural level. Right now it's it's undetermined in the public eye of things of how long this the event is going to take place. But the best part about events is at the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The best part about sickness is that we have a healer. Yeah. So confusion doesn't have to run our lives in this season. Fear doesn't have to run our lives in this season. No, 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 church, you and me, we have got a spirit that's above all of this, that rests over top of this. 
God isn't waking up in his boat right now. We're the ones coming in in panic. He is asleep through the storm because he has a solid rock and he's made it available to us. And right now he's declaring to take over church that we don't give in to media. That we don't give in to fear and we certainly don't give in to frenzy. That we as a Jesus-believing, blood-soaked, Holy Spirit, Bible reading, come on church, devil beaten, body of Christ in the southeast side of Grand Rapids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That we would begin to declare in this season, no, 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 we're going to build our life upon a firm foundation. Yes. Yeah, that's real good. This morning, church, wherever you're at, as we get ready to go back into a moment of worship. Worship team, you can stand back up. And we're going to keep this thing brief, and we're going to give you at home, and we're going to give you at home an extended time to just lean into the presence of God, lean into what He has for you. But as we go forward, as tests are made available, as things begin to be more understood and are clear. I want us to have a posture. I want us to have a heart. And I want us to have a conviction that there is still nothing clearer over this situation than the blood of Christ. That's right. Friends, we have a God who willingly gave up his life not just for your one day salvation. This is where the church, this is where we get this twisted. We think if we're good boys, if we're good girls, if we don't cuss out our neighbor, and we don't have road rage, and we stay faithful to our marriages, and we vote the right way, that we will someday, by hook or by crook or by happenstance, we will stumble into this amazing thing that God prepared for all of us at the end of days. That's, not, that's simply not true. You see, It's not a stumble, and it's not happenstance. God actually willingly gave up his life for salvation, not so that you can be saved when you die, but so that you can live saved now. Not so you can experience salvation when you die, but you can experience salvation now. So when Isaiah 53, 5 declares over Jesus and over the church and over Christians and Jesus' followers, that he was bruised, that he was broken, that he was willingly slain for you and for me so that we could be healed. That's not limited to the common cold. That's not limited to a broken leg. That goes beyond what's easily diagnosed. That goes beyond what you're written off about hospice to every single area in your life that you are in need of healing our God has made that available to you you can begin right here right now on this Sunday morning in front of your MacBook or your laptop or your Google TV however you are seeing this right now you can begin to build your life on the solid rock of Jesus, on the solid rock of his word. And you can know that our God willingly gave up his life so that you wouldn't have to fear, so that you could take your thoughts captive, 
so that you can take heart in the darkest of days right now that we are certainly living in, so that you can know that no matter how death tries to come to your door, it still has to pass over because Jesus, his blood is all over your life. And because of that blood, you are healed. Amen, church? Yeah, that's good. We're going to go back into a moment of worship right here and right now. And I know this is an unusual circumstance. And I know that these are strange days. And I know that for a lot of us, our kids are going to be staying home from school. I know for a lot of us, we're going to have very few work days and many. I know that we're going to be worried about going to the grocery store and going to the doctor and whatever it is. I'm not asking you in this moment that you would just thoughtlessly walk into a direction where it's just stupid. I'm not asking you to be stupid. I'm not asking you to be dumb. I'm not asking you to be thoughtless. I want to encourage you in this moment that in this season, you can still thrive. That in this season... You can walk boldly into a doctor's office, of course, using wisdom, okay? I don't want comments in the Instagram section saying, the pastor just wants us to do dumb things. No, 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 stop. We can walk boldly into a doctor's office knowing no matter what that test says, no matter what they try to declare over our lives, we have a higher word. His name is Jesus and your healing is found in him. When you walk into Meyer or you walk into Walmart or you walk into Target or you walk into Aldi, you go to the grocery store. That because there's a higher name above what's going on, you can actually still love your neighbor, which is the person in the aisle next to you, who's there trying to buy the same things. That as we proceed into this, our God is not caught off guard, and He has a way for us to continue to be the light and the love of Jesus. Amen. So be bold declaring your healing. Be bold declaring His protection. Be bold declaring His love and showing His love to those around you. Our world, you can't hold them to the same standard when you're in a doctor's office and you're in the grocery store and they're freaking out. They should be they don't have a clear path to victory, but what they do have is they got you sitting next to them in the waiting room, and they got you sitting next to them in the grocery store, and they got you in the line behind them, and they got you to give up what your groceries are to provide for your neighbor, because your God's going to take care of you. Who can we take care of in this season? What can we declare over their lives? So let's step up in these next few days, over the next couple of weeks, however long this thing goes on for Let's be the nicest people. Let's be the most kind people. Let's be gentle because everyone's stirred and they're scared. Let's give words of knowledge. Let's ask God for the ability to prophesy over their lives to calm their storms. And let's believe for our God to begin to use His church, not just take over church. Not just you, not just me. But for every other church in the city. For every other church in the state, for every other church in the nation, no matter how old or how young, denomination or not, whatever they look like, let's believe for the body of Christ right now to make an impact tangibly, physically, spiritually, here and now. Amen, church? Amen.
so I'm going to pray. And we're going to go back into a time of worship. And we're going to begin to build our lives on a solid foundation that is Jesus Christ. Amen. Father God, we thank you so much for this season. Yeah, I said that. Father God, we thank you so much for this season. God, we know that you don't order sickness. That this isn't you smiting the world. Yeah. We know that's not your heart. You're not your character. But your word does say, God, that you will make all things work out for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to your purpose. Yeah. So right now, our gratitude isn't just found when everything's going right. It's found when the world is going to hell in a handbasket. And we declare heaven over the world. Heaven invade the season. Invade the situation. And we thank you for it right now, God. Because you're still able to move in this season. So, Father God, we ask that you would just be with your church. That you would equip us. That you would provoke us. That you would challenge us to get out and be the hands and feet of Jesus in this season. God, that we know wherever we go in the next few weeks, while this is still going on, where we go, you go. Because we got the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. God, I don't want to take this moment and I don't want to take this moment and forget about those who may be tuning in, who friends may have said, hey, our, our church and our pastors are going to have an online celebration, an online gathering, an online experience. You should come. You should check this out. I know you're confused right now. I know the world's a little, a little nuts outside right now, but come to my house and, and let's sit and let's gather around this computer. And So if you're there right now and you're in a living room or you're in your bedroom, wherever you find yourself, and right now, Maybe you've had a solid foundation on Jesus before, but because of life circumstances, you, you went away from that for a while. Maybe because of things happening in your life at a young age or a late age or things just going on or Christians failing you. Maybe you walked away from a solid foundation. I want to encourage you right now where you are. Because his word is settled, your past is settled. Because that empty grave is empty, your past is settled. And right now, you can begin in this moment. You don't got to wait for a church service to happen around you. Where you are right now, you can begin to build your life on a solid foundation that is Jesus Christ. So I want to invite you right where you are just to repeat this prayer after me. If you are right now willing to settle in with Jesus because he's already settled with you, start this relationship up with him because he's already started it up with you right where you are. Just repeat after me and say, Jesus, thank you for having me. Jesus, thank you for chasing me. Jesus, thank you for wanting me. From this moment, I'm chasing you. I want you. I don't want the world. I want you, Jesus. I give you my life. 
complete with my past, complete with my present, and complete with my future. Take it all, Jesus. Redeem my past, restore my future, and propel me in this moment after the things of God. In Jesus' mighty name, right where you are, declare it. Amen. It is finished. Hallelujah, God. Come on. So we're just going to begin to worship.